0: Ciao, buongiorno from Tuscany, Giro people. It's beach time again as Camaiore and Viareggio close down for the day to celebrate the passage of the Corsa Rosa. Parking restrictions all the way along the Mardi will be in place today, so do use the available park and ride schemes if you can, should they exist. And don't forget your pack-a-mac, folks. Rain's forecast once again, and the race is due to hit town around 5pm. So while we wait, here's Banana Rama and Robert De Niro's waiting. Well, this is genuinely very familiar territory to me. We're in Tuscany. <clears throat> Stayed last night in Lido di Camaiore, which is a, uh, a one of the big Tuscan resorts. In fact, all along this coast, right down to Viareggio, uh, where the race finishes today, is um, just uh, a big sandy stretch of coast. This morning, it's a uh, leaden, very heavy, portentous clouds that are whipping over from the mountains just inland, out towards the Tyrrhenian. Uh, yeah, and that that kind of a t- typical Italian beach phenomenon of all the private beaches with all those hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of little stands with the, with the seats and the umbrellas, most of them folded down now because they're not expecting. I don't think with the rain that's forecast today to have do much business. And besides, it's only uh, it's only the very beginnings of the summer season. Um, but it's odd to be here in the summer because. Um, I am, as I say, I'm very familiar with coming here, but normally um, it's March when I come here and it is can be quite cold. can be quite warm as well, but can also be still bitterly cold here in March um, For because these days Lido di Camaiore ho, uh, um, hosts... Good grief, I haven't actually got my mouth up and running yet. I'm going to have to figure out how to talk a bit better than this. But hosts the um, the start of Tirreno adriatico every year. So this is really familiar territory. I think I first came here in 2016. Uh, and back, back then it was almost always a team time trial that got things underway. Dominated often by BMC, I remember. Back in the day they were the best time trial team. And, um, and for successive years, some of their Italian domestiques for BMC crossed the line in first place and took the leader's jersey as a kind of reward for their domestic careers. Um, And I remember the first time I came here, it was Daniel Oss who was given that honor um, when he was riding for BMC. And the following year, uh, 2017, BMC won again and the blue jersey, the light blue jersey of the race leader was taken by Damiano Caruso, so six years ago. And at the time, I remember, all the commentary was about the long-serving uh, domestique for BMC enjoying his uh, his minor reward as uh, in recognition of you know how much service he'd put in, in the, for others in that team, which was true at the time, but no one had the faintest idea what, that uh, Damiano Caruso was going to go on to finish second in the Giro d'Italia. And in this edition of the race, by the way, he still remains a potent threat, so he's, he's one to watch out for. Um. Yeah, so the, the race finishes today just down the road in Viareggio, which in February um, hosts every year towards the end of February a big carnival, so floats and processions. It's been going on for what, well over 100 years. I think it started in the late 19th century. But um, in recent years, it's become very, very popular and well-known for uh, politically political sort of satire floats, so that giant kind of um, inflatable, maybe not inflatable, but um, uh, papier-mâché, uh, Donald Trumps and Vladimir Putins and Silvio Berlusconis and stuff like that. So, um, um, and thousands of people descend on the seaside resort every year uh, to uh, to come and see that. It's also, uh, and I read actually, I didn't I, I didn't know this, but it um, hosts well, has done for the last twenty years since he died actually he died twenty years ago. It hosts a festival, a musical festival in the honor of an Italian singer, singer songwriter called Giorgio Gaber. Gabbard was a a Milanese singer-songwriter, guitarist, um, but also wrote plays, wrote novels, wrote short stories, um, and was one of those sort of polymath figures. Uh, quite political in his time and in, in his pomp, it was the 60s really when he was um, a household name in Italy. Um, and he, he's one of those he's one of those musicians that proliferated at that time. A bit like he's a kind of an Italian Leonard Cohen to some extent. Um, but every culture at that time seemed to produce these sort of these figures who sang and 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 wrote their own songs, and they were quite political, but gently political, sort of a mainstream. You know, often from the left. Um, and I remember once when I went to live in Hamburg in Germany as a student when I was uh, actually as part of my university degree and I went to spend a year teaching English as a foreign language in a, in a German school near Hamburg and um, I arrived, got the dates wrong and I arrived outside the school really early one morning, um, actually no it wasn't early one morning, forgive me, it was, it was middle of the afternoon um, having flown in from London and uh, I got the dates wrong. And I'd mi- it was way it was several days before the beginning of a- the actual term. So the school was completely shut. This is obviously long before mobile phones, etc. So I remember I was 19 years old or something. And I just sat there with a rucksack, wondering what on earth I was going to do. Because the school, I think, were going to sort out my accommodation. And here I was. I didn't have a phone number. didn't have anyone. That's just outside this shut school. When one of the teachers who left something in the school, I had to, just by chance... Was opening up and turned up and uh, kind of let herself in and looked at me and went, "Can I help you?" In German, and uh, I sort of said, "I explained who I was." It was quite embarrassing, and she said, "Well, oh, my words." She said, "I'll, I'll have to. Um, you come come back to my house and I'll phone the head teacher and we'll sort you out and we'll find you some accommodation. And if need be, you can, you can um, spend a few nights with with our family, which is duly what I did." But I do remember when I there's a point to this story. I'll get to it eventually. When I um. Uh, when I uh, got to her house I was introduced to her husband Who was a bearded figure In his uh, I, I don't know I was very young So he was probably only Sort of 40 I don't know But he seemed like Quite an elderly gentleman to me Um, And um, uh, We were left Me and him At this, this cafe and Kuchen You know Eating coffee and eating cake Drinking coffee and eating cakes It was slightly embarrassing I said to him Out of politeness What And what is it you do? And he said Me? I'm a poet, a a playwright, a a politician, um, an actor, a screenplay writer, um, and a singer and a songwriter. And I suddenly became aware that all around us were black and white photographs of him, clearly what was him as a much younger man, performing in front of um, tens of thousands of people at vast festivals, um, wearing flares with a beard. And his name was Franz Josef Degenhardt. And he was Germany's Giorgio Gaber. Um, we're in um. This, so this might actually enter our commentary today. 300 meters to go. Just where? Just where?
1: If you're going long with a tailwind. Yeah. Just where some of the sprinters might want to be dropped off. Well, Gaviria would have gone a K earlier, so he's already up the road, isn't he? About to be caught for seventh. Classic. But all the other sprinters will be, will be. Yeah, be in the meeting, won't it? We're talking about groves Cav, and uh, uh, the bloke Milan, Jonathan M- Milan. Um, is Gonad on the left-hand side? It's called Conad. It's a supermarket chain in Italy, but for some weird reason, and probably pure our reasons, because we're children, really, aren't we? We call it Gonad, um, but it's it's a. What's it like? Um, like a co-op level in yeah. terms of. Que- it's quite nice, uh, not posh, but yeah. wait, trozy, Budging. yeah, budging. It's like a budgin, uh, and one of the first sections we go to, um, for our nonsense, which is, is your phrase, which I've, yeah. I've really embraced <laughs> actually. Embraced it. Love it. You've always taken it off me in, in a sense. I've, but, uh, yeah. yeah, I've yeah, kind but of run good. away and hidden it. it but it's nuts. So this is the nut sports nut. it's just basically... So it gets through the day in terms yeah. of our nutrition strategy, isn't it? Because 196 kilometer stage today. It's so. quite long. It's yeah. going to be the thick part of five hours, isn't yeah. it? Probably. So. Uh, although it is a tell, which is good news. And, and by the way, Ned's mood is incredibly buoyant I'm today. You're in a good mood. You're just in a good mood. You're f- kind of floating. I am. Singing. Titanium was playing on the radio. Like, I am titanium. That song. And Ned realised... He is actually slightly titanium. <laughs> a little bit of the a song's minute. about you, which I, it could I, be. About 4% of yeah. this is titanium. Yeah, Sia wrote that for you. Yeah. Just remember the name as well, Sia. Uh, but yeah, we're in the nut section. Um, so there's a, an initial nut section is c- the kind of nuts that you maybe put as ingredients in food I think that it's you wouldn't organic. Be organic. And, and the packaging. Slightly off putting. Yeah, the, the packaging's oh, a bit pun- serious. Quite punchy prices yeah, as well. Po- so we tend to walk past that. There's a more frivolous yeah. nut section. And it's the kind of nut section that a child might enjoy slightly yeah. uh, uh, or two Malays men from the UK but yeah we've gone for actually it's been ravaged normally there's a better nut selection and there's a particular brand it's sports nuts aren't they <laughs> do you know the does it mean? Spots sp- sp- <laughs> <laughs> like sports nuts. but they're not here so we've gone for uh, Conad's own brand PRC, which um, Piaci fun- piace Piacier, 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 C, Piacier, yeah. uh, which
0: means please please Yes. Well, is please, yes. Piaccia is pleased, isn't it? I don't know. Piaccia, si, piaccia. I don't know. It's a pump. Anyway, it's nuts. Um, it's got mandalore. Mandalore.
1: Anachadi. Uvetta. Uvetta and, Achadi, Uveta, Uveta, and, Zen- and, and Zen- or Ginger. Oh, there's ginger in there. We can probably I pick guess those. that's right. Because you in a, in a, in a mix? mix. It's all right. Oh, OK. And we've got uh, Nobrasco, which is another. Um, facile. That's like the facile, climbs today. Facile. 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 sta bene. Vive il mix tropicale. Coco, mango, ananas. That's fast. So we're going to put those in. And some okay. pistachios.
0: I'll get some
1: of those as well. Matt, this is quite interesting.
0: I've never seen this before. Well, should we give this a go? Um, yes. San Carlo. Yeah. Veggie good.
1: I mean, what's not to like? It's very, it's surprisingly light. Big packet. Doesn't weigh much. Doesn't weigh much. but It looks like rice cake. But yeah. Pizza rice cake. Pizza rice They're almost like tortilla chip shape, aren't they? give that a go? Just give them a go. And veggie good. Veggie good. And also, the, the things that they call things in supermarkets in Italy is just funny. And it's just great. I love it. Veggie good. Basically, thinking really long term here because we've got a long transfer, haven't we? Best part of three hours. I
0: think we've got half a chance with the tailwind. We've got half a chance of making it to the restaurant. This yeah. evening
1: So I Actually, wouldn't stack up necessarily no. a sandwich for this evening. No, but a commentary sandwich? Yeah, a com- definitely a commentary sandwich. Yeah. So these are the, the nearest you get to sandwiches in England, aren't they? And they're quite a good brand. Uh, Il uh, pagnotto.
0: Yeah. It's not uh, what I'm but I, uh, I'm going I'm to look see if I can get myself ooh, a little. I'm going to get some.
1: Uh, it's basically ham. Although that looks like it's been run over, that sandwich. It's just, Ham and tomato. What do you go for, a mate? Okay. This is quite nice. A little pastas. Yeah, I'm going to get a salad. I think I'm going to have a look around.
0: There's a right? seafood thing there. Yeah, yeah I might. I might see if I can get. Um, to be honest, some um, cockles. Quarantuno e you. Grazie mille per Prego. No. In Sì, attimo solo. Yeah. Okay. Okay. just seen um the, just seen the blue jersey haven't yes. we David did ride right past our cafe where we've sat for it to have a coffee
1: I mean we're sat in a little cafe with like a glass kind of uh, atrium like like, a, like an extent what would you call it like a, a greenhouse so we couldn't reach out but we saw him ride by. Are well, we pretty sure it's him? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm 90% that's base, and like you say, he's, he's, he's screwed up, Ned. Well, I think he's misread the road book, like yeah. you did the other day, live on air. Yeah. And he's, he's thought that this is the start. Yes, that's. Look, I mean, because I. Because <laughs> that's what I actually did, wasn't it? Yeah. I, have we talked about this? We might have done.
0: Well, we're now at the stage I, of confusion where we don't, don't know me. whether we've thought something, said something out loud. Said it in commentary, or said it on the pod, or not said it at all,
1: or, or just it's a complete figment. Uh, so yeah, I at the end of the show, that stage graphic comes up. Ned throws to me uh, quite beautifully, and normally there's a snarky comment, just low in the mix, you can't hear on air, just to throw me a little bit. Um, workplace bullying, yeah, workplace bullying. Um, that's been that's in hand, so don't don't stress about that. But um, yeah, and I thought, and I started off the stage at the end and went backwards. Then I saw the graphic moving in the opposite direction to I my really, mind. You thought, the graf- you thought the graphic was wrong, yeah. and a, like your face was a picture of fury, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you were so enraged yeah. that they got it so badly yeah. wrong <laughs> that you couldn't make the leap of like the intellectual leap. That to was, sort of like look at it from a wider, a broader perspective, and realise
1: then that right. you'd got it wrong, despite yeah. the fact that the graphic moves so slow. It's the slowest moving graphic I've ever seen in my life. Oh, well, yeah, it goes. It's good quarter fun. of an hour, isn't it? Of yeah. commentary. It's it's a yeah. It's an animated pink line in the graphics that's doing an average speed of twenty eight k. Yeah, it, but it's it's almost it's okay. It's to scale, but it's. It's almost in real time, the course. Oh, Unbelievably. Yeah. <laughs> I've not yet quite got the right pacing, have I? I've had a, oh no, it's gone too early. Or oh, then I've bunched up too many sprints and then it's the KOM. Yeah. It's really quite hard. But, but I'm enjoying it so much <laughs> because I don't have to talk. It's great. I just listen. And I can tell
0: that you're you're anticipating the first sprint at Fosso or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, you know, 120 k's in. And you're starting to tee it up. But the actual little arrow's still only at about 35 yeah. k.
1: moving around over some little unidentified towns and hills. <laughs> so what, so then what I generally throw in is generic directional cues, like a westward, then slightly northern, back westward, east. And then <laughs> heading towards the first intermediate sprint of the day at Fosso, But it's not quite there yet. Another little undulation. Oh, we're there, past the sprint at ik for example. But, yeah, by east, he's got it wrong. Yeah, uh, and we'll just have to see. I don't know how he's going to turn that round.
0: Uh, well, he's got an hour. He's got about an hour to get to the start, um, which is 196 kilometres. Too late to ride the reverse race route, but um,
1: yeah,
0: I suppose maybe the other option is that wasn't actually Davide
1: Base. There is that. There is that. Might be who just looked Yeah, yeah. Let, let's let's hope it wasn't Davide Basso. For his sake. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's been a be a day. day, day. Be, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cat- two cat. Cat-, cat. But. <laughs> In the road book. I love the, the English that they use in the road book. And this, oh, isn't, yeah. a, it, this isn't a criticism. It's more of a, a wonderful obligation about the subtlety of language. Is that the, the descriptions of the course, that one of the classics they use, a uh, descriptor, is wavy. It's yeah. a wavy course. What does that actually mean, do you think? Know. Is it up and down or is it lateral waving? I is it, kind it just, of... I think it's a 360 degree, uh, like it's a three-dimensional concept. movement concept. So it's like... Lateral and oh, undulatory. Through both planes. Through but all planes, yeah. Uh, in, yeah. So, and then the one they've used today, <laughs> the, the ascent of the second category climb is a long one. Uh, but so, save for the last three kilometres, it's a weak climb. The word weak. A weak gradient. Yeah, weak gradient. It's unusual, isn't it? Yeah, it's unusual. But but also, funny. True. Uh, but you're so, yeah, it's just long, isn't it? It is yeah. very weak. Yeah. Uh, and but, up and down. Yeah. Davide Bays is actually at the start, we know, coffees, yeah, it's so just be, us
0: being uh, good-natured, yeah. yeah, just japing, um, but a look-alike of Davide Baiss's teammate, Vincenzo Albanese, which we see quite often actually, is this outside candy shops, sweet shops, so which proliferate in Italy actually, there's obviously a chain of product that has placed um, life-size supermans, carbon fiber supermans, yep. outside the
1: shop to kind of attract children and us. <laughs> Yeah, we are. <laughs> We've been stopped in our tracks twice now, haven't we? Yeah. But it's quite an unusual, quite stylized Superman, supermen, um, quite thick set as Superman is, um, with like an Elvis Presley kiss curl, yep. uh, or a Superman kiss curl. But it's the face that we were drawn to, yeah. and immediately I, I, I thought of someone. I thought, who, who is it? And then I looked to you, and look, it's, it's it's Vincenzo Albanese. Uh, our favourite our favourite right? Italian rider basically yeah, I mean, yeah. perhaps, when you think about it probably one of the best Italian riders currently riding yeah. actually yeah. Um, but yeah remarkably similar so uh, yeah Yeah.
0: And, and it's funny that like, Albanese again pops into our thoughts today because I can't remember what I can't remember what I was reading yesterday but um, a penny dropped about Vincenzo Albanese I hadn't realised and now it's completely obvious to me that his surname Albanese means the Albanian it means Albanian. So he is actually Vincent Vincent the Albanian. It's
1: which a great name, like a, yeah. a kind of character of medieval folklore, doesn't it? Does, it does. Like Vincent that. the Albanian. S- what was it, Sir John Hawk Hawkwood the other yes. day? With he of the pointy nose yeah. and, the, and the mass slaughter. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, Vincent the Albanian. I wonder if it's a Nah it's not a day for him, is it? Bunch sprint today?
1: I think so. But with that tailwind we're, we're quite happy it's a tailwind aren't we? So it's, it's gonna be fast. Um, yeah I just think because there's not... I mean, it's strange that we're looking at that profile and saying a bunch of sprint, because it it kind of has to be yeah. for a lot of teams, because it, it is a weak climb, so I think most of the climbs will stay in unless they really force it. It's 40 kilometers long. Yeah, and then it's 40 kilometers descent, and then 60 kilometers flat, so there's a lot of chan- chance to get on. But uh, And Ineos, of course, will be will be the team to, to ride early, then the sprint teams pick it up, but I think it will be a sprint. Tailwind, very strong wind, in fact, and we're pondering as well in terms of the race we're surrounded by balloons that are festooning this particular bar we'll go out ride in the pink jersey that's that's we don't know yet no we don't will he or will he I think not. it would be a lovely gesture if he didn't yeah and I'm uh, um, uh, yeah no, no, that
0: would be that would be that would be the best thing to do I think but I, I don't know I don't know what his obligations are I hope. but yeah we'll see yeah anyway settimana due il giro d'italia si patenza that's not. That's not really Italian, is it? It's just cobbled together words. It's, it's, it's second week of the Giro starting. Is yeah. that what you no, I think I said. I think I said, uh, w- uh, I think I said w- week two, fudged the preposition Giro d'Italia, Tour of Italy, and then I said depart. Oh, didn't right, I? Right.
1: Okay. Yeah. So it's crap. Crappy. So, it, well, it, I get a sense of what you said, uh, but yeah. <laughs>
0: Well hello again, the second week of the Giro is about to get underway with a finely balanced stage, a chance for the break to go to the line perhaps, but also a realistic opportunity for a bunch sprint on the Tuscan-Tyrrhenian coast and that despite the early climbs of the day as the race drops out of the Apennines and heads for a finish in Viareggio. Well as you know it was a rest day yesterday and that provided a welcome 24 hours to reflect on the Highest of drama on stage nine when effectively the whole race was turned upside down.
1: Will it be shared between one of these riders. Who will it be? DeMarkey
0: ranging up alongside them drifts to the right hand side glances back just to make double sure that they're not that close behind Magnus Court sitting on the wheel of Derek G G now pinned to the front just as he was as he won the sprint for second place to the line a couple of days ago a long long tired looking attack from Alessandro DeMarque trying to break the elastic G then straight onto the wheel and this is perfect you'd said for Magnus Court he's got the full on lead out Demarkey now G when's he going to open up his sprint here he goes Magnus Court Magnus Court a winner of stages at the Vuelta a winner of stages at the Tour de France, comes to the Giro, and now finally completes the set. Magnus Court, the winner here in Via Reggio. Well, several hours have elapsed since uh, the end of stage 10, which ended with the mustachioed Magnus Court uh, claiming victory in uh, the Giro d'Italia for the first time in his career. Six times winner, uh, a winner of stages at the Vuelta. Going right back to 2016, um, a winner of two stages at the Tour de France, and now a gyro winner. Uh, so well done, Magnus Court, and well done, EF Education Easy Post, and well done the breakaway. They were tremendously good today at cycling, um, which is one of the fundamentally the most important things you have to be if you want to win a stage of the Giro d'Italia. Good at cycling is a, a necessary prerequisite. Um, I think we can all agree on that. I'm sure there's plenty to analyse. It was chaotic actually, it was really scrappy and mad and chaotic. Um, but just to set a scene, paint you a picture of where we are now on the transfer. Long drive, best part of a three hour drive after the stage tonight. Uh, the weather's cleared up a little bit. We're heading north, ironically. Um, and we are cutting through a series of tunnel after tunnel after tunnel. It's out, a kilometre long tunnel, out into 400 metres of bright light, back into a tunnel. The sun's beginning to set to the west. Uh, we're cutting along by the coast heading towards Genoa, but then we'll turn inland uh, to the f- our hotel near the finish line of tomorrow's stage shortly, um, but but yeah, it's again. It feels like it's gonna be a nice day tomorrow. The clouds are rolling aside and uh, the sun's coming out and it's gonna be a spectacular sunset this evening. Um, isn't it, Matt?
1: Yeah, it's quite, uh, there's ho- I sense hope in the air. Um, which is nice because this Juro. I mean, before we were um, started to pod, we were talking about. Um, After I don't know who we were talking to because one of the, th- the themes of this tell you is, is the is the complexity of uh, or, or, or the difficulty in knowing how our voice is going to be used. Like you know, is it is it live? Is it just a conversation? Um, dreams, um, podding. Or broadcasting, so I can't remember when we said it, but it has been. You might. It might have even been me listening to you speaking oh, to somebody else. Whoa! Sorry, just he was just drifting, wasn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, just drifting. Drifting. Yeah, he's, just he's drifting. Yeah, just. It wasn't that uh, um, the Dainese. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, he, I mean, we should cut come, come some slack. It's probably on Facebook or something. So just whoa. Yeah, get, fair enough. I mean, yeah. if he's got to,
0: yeah, he's got to update his Facebook, hasn't he, yeah. while he's driving? So obviously that's fair enough.
1: Do some emails, but yeah, this is a particularly. It's not sketchy because. Um, it's just a slightly thin dual carriageway. This is a slender dual carriageway, slightly sinuous. But yeah, we're just cutting through the rock all the time, aren't we? These tunnels, series of tunnels, very rarely in the light. But each time we emerge over the last, actually, only the last 10 15 minutes, have had some lovely views. We've got the, uh, the sea out still, yeah, out to our left. I think I saw that a few moments ago. But the weather looks all right, it's got hope. But it's been such a strange year weather wise. It's just been quite tempestuous. And, almost indecisive. We started off today, beautiful sunshine, where we were at the finish, and then by the end it was grim. Um, so, And I haven't even looked ahead, so I'm just, I I'm just, it's like weather roulette almost, isn't it, really? But yeah, yeah. it looks looks lovely, actually, and we're, we're heading north, um, but again, we're, we're heading really further from the equator, so maybe our chances are diminishing of any good weather over the next few days.
0: Yeah, uh, the equator has a large effect on weather. Um... <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We bumped into Yenzi after the after the stage finished today,
1: didn't we? Yeah, Yenzi. Oh, there he goes. He's got. I mean, you're a German speaker, Ned, but I, 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 he's probably one of the most German Germans that I've. He's got a very distinct German voice. Do you think? Yeah. But, I don't they, know about they, that. but oh, there's a bit of American in there as well, isn't it? Uh,
0: there's a lot of Australia. Spends a lot of time yeah. in Australia. He's very got yeah. cool. big fan base down under, hasn't he? Yeah. And a
1: lot of time he's very American, he's, uh, so I don't think he is typical German German actually, Jensi. Maybe it's because I've not heard, heard his voice for a long time, but yeah, he was attired in a it's motor. It's changed since he no. used to ride. No, uh, but maybe it's just that I haven't had a lot of Yenzi in my life recently, and then when it all came all at once in a big sort of spurt <clears> near to the portal where my bike was, um, yeah, he was he was on the Moto for Eurosport G- uh, GCM, yeah. wasn't he? So uh, yeah, it nice to see I-, I see Yens every year um, at the
0: Deutschland tour. It's like a little touchstone in my life. I go and do World Feed commentary all on me, to- all on me, Todd. Oh, nice. Because I, well, I like Germany and I like it's good fun and it's ex- it's wonderful accidental tourism because I don't get to design the route, so they tell me where to go. And this year, incidentally, it starts in Baden-Württemberg, and if you're interested, it finishes in Bremen with an enormous transfer in the middle. Um, Are you doing it again this year? I am. Yeah, it starts with a starts with a three or
1: four meter prologue. I to- <laughs> is, is that is it August? It's in I, August, yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought so. I, yeah. I've commentated on it before. I Remember, you were uh, when I was doing it for Eurosport. You were on site. You were sending me tidbits of information. Tidbits. Yes. Yeah. Well, were you? Um, did I say tidbits?
0: Yes. And I think it's I think it's quite a common misconception that because uh, obviously the word tit is fairly amusing.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, I think people reach for that,
1: whereas actually I think it's spelt and written tidbits. It's got it's a D, isn't it? Yeah. Tidbits. It's like uh, polka dot and polka dot. Yeah, that's, that's often mispronounced as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, can I? Oh no, this is going to sound like I'm. This is going to
0: sound like work at workplace bullying now. Uh, yeah, got, no, yeah, but I've got mentioned on. this to you oh. before. Oh, which way? Uh, to the right. To the right. Okay. To the right.
1: I did well there. Sorry. I'll do a big podcast. Sorry, sorry, podcast. That's, sorry, podcast. Podcast. Sorry. that's that okay. Live. Yeah, that was Long live. Yeah. Um, um. We
0: good?
1: We good? Yeah, that was absolutely fine. Nothing to Are see right? there. Absolutely <laughs> um, fine. I checked the mirror shaped shaved off a substantial amount of speed Italian Italian roads uh, okay let's get us out of the way the runoffs on Italian roads coming out of service stations or just main roads generally in, in, in Britain although we've got by no means a perfect country uh, what on earth I mean seriously so, like the runoff on today's motorway from from when we swapped driving why right, Ned did the first hour and a half I'm gonna do the last bit it was essentially a T-junction. With no runoff at all. Yeah, it, there's not much warning, is it? It's the, no. It's the um, it's the the, the
0: autostrada of surprise, isn't it? Yeah. Often. In Italy. So I've just let I've Just yeah. like, my heart. We, we can right all down. decompress. Decompress a little bit. That was that was close. Um. Uh, was yes. No. Question? Yes. Yes. No. No. It wasn't a question. It was. Uh, yes. Was no. Uh, uh, work, this is going to sound like it's workplace bullying, but I want you to. I want you to take it in a sort of collegiate spirit. That we work as a team. As a commentary team, so. What
1: have I done wrong? Tell no, me. No, no, no.
0: It's a word that you have a tendency to mispronounce. To mispronounce, but it's quite ingrained in you, I think. So yeah. I have mentioned it to you a year or two. Do ago. Do it again. Do it again now. Can I, I say I what it, it is? Uh, yeah. You say unwieldly. Quite unusual. C- he's quite. quite an unwieldy oh. pedal stroke. Oh. Or something.
1: You've, you've t- said, okay. said to. You've said. I've mentioned it to you before. Team. Yeah. And it's unwieldy, isn't no, no. it? No, there's no... There's no
0: you chuck in an extra L. It's
1: unwield... Unwieldy. Unwieldy. Yeah. Unwieldy. Unw- not unwieldy. That's, That's right. right. Unwieldy. Yeah. So DY. Yeah. D-Y. Yeah. It's fine telling so me... I'm okay, otherwise, I'm just going to... Sorry. Just do, No, don't, don't apologise. It, it's still... It's obviously going to be a bit weird for the next hour in the car. Because I feel like you're picking on me. <laughs> but it, it basically, our job... Let, let's be honest. Our job is to broadcast. And generally... Words are important. Words are important. We need... you know it's a, there's a bottom line in, in terms of our, our grasp of our own language, and if I'm saying a word regularly wrong, you need to point it out. So thank you. It still hurts. <laughs> <laughs> going, going, <laughs>
0: going, back to Jensi, going. back to Yenzi. Going back uh, to Yenzi. Yeah, I yeah, see him every year at the at the Deutschland tour because he has a contract, um, a commercial contract with.
1: Have I mentioned this before? I know. I know we're going to talk about. Is it like? Was it like raining and he was on his own with the kids? It's kinder eggs. The, the Kinder eggs. So. And you and you felt sorry for Yenzi because it was raining and there was no kids at his ride.
0: Pouring with rain. I think it might be the edition of the race you commentated. Do you remember it rained very yes. heavily
1: around that finishing circuit? Yeah, yeah around yeah, the, Nuremberg, Round the castle. Yeah, that's
0: right. And um, but he was there every day, and it's a very wet edition of the race. And at the finish line, his uh, so his business partner you know, Kinder Eggs had set up a little kiddie velodrome. You know, a little sort of like you can imagine it made of plastic that they assemble like in a, in a Meccano fashion. And then and then there are tiny kids. It's for really little kids who come to try and ride out these you know try out these little bikes. And Yenzi is there as the kind of animator, the kind of you know, he's a celebrity, big hitter. Basically, children's—he's been—he's hired as a cycling children's entertainer, is not he? Let's be honest with you. But he's got enthusiasm that knows no bounds, yeah. yeah? And um, he also takes his job very seriously, of
1: of enthusiasm.
0: And, yeah. And in
1: it's the quite port- an earnest enthusiasm, isn't it? In the nicest of ways, yeah.
0: So day after day, that like, not very many because the weather was so bad. But every now and again, a toddler would be on the track in the pouring rain and Yenzi would be encouraging this toddler in this slightly depressing situation wearing this kinder egg costume and um but it'd be quite it, you know look what I've just said workplace bullying
1: yeah would it would it be cross be quite close to crossing the line right so would he be almost shouting at oh, the sh- shouting, or, shouting or, at almost the, like um pushy parents at a football match. Come on, you can do it! Yes, and, and Pedal! So basically, I mean, you're making me... I, I feel a bit frightened. Can you imagine how like, a, a 4 year olds going to feel like peddling around in the rain with Yenzi, dressed as a kinder egg, yelling at you? Uh, didn't dress as an egg, did he? He dressed, had, had a logo on him.
0: No, he had a white shell suit uh, with, oh, with lots of... It's yeah. like,
1: that's, well, that, that's... Yeah, but it's like, all white. Well, that's the beauty of kinder eggs, because they're reversed, aren't they? They're, they're, they're like an inverted egg, aren't they? Because they Milk chocolate is on the inside and the white chocolate is on the outside. So that's kind of correct from a, from a Kinder Egg colour scheme perspective, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. And um, it's very well thought through, the whole thing, actually, when you put it like that. I tell you what, you know, you were saying like he's ridiculously enthusiastic, a person, and was a very enthusiastic cycler, wasn't he? If you broke him open. <laughs> cycler? Yeah. If, you, if you broke him open, and, and say if he was a Kinder Egg, uh, and you broke him open, what toy would be inside um, Jens'? Wow, that's a great question. I mean, uh,
0: ideally, it would be a little Yen's, wouldn't it? A d- another little Yen's, no, A little dy- dynamo Yen's that you had a little, you could wind him up with a little key at the back. Yeah, and he go speedling off on his on his bicycle
1: because that'd be quite funny and entertaining, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, i would be in there. Okay. I remember Jens finished a. Um, we'll get back to the race in a
0: second. Yeah, yeah. I remember Yen's finished a, a, a edition of the Tour de France on the Champs Elysees, and his saddle had fallen off.
1: I do. It, rattled it rattled off on the cobbles, off on the cobbles. Yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah so we finished like out of the out, obviously out of the saddle couldn't place it the his back as well bottom on the yeah out the, out the back and um I you know I was because I was, it used to be the case that you could just dive onto the Champs-Élysées with your camera crew and just grab anyone like back in the day at the end of the, the Tour de France and Jens came over the line obviously on his own and I grabbed him live interview I said Jens what, what happened to your saddle and he went it fell it fell off and I couldn't think of a follow up question. No, because you basically just, you've given him a very specific answer. Yeah. And he gave uh, me the, the only, well, I, I asked him a very specific question, he gave me the only viable answer.
1: Yeah, but again, he could have expanded a bit on it, couldn't he? But um, give you a short drift there. But you, what what happened? And actually, what happened was that? You didn't ask him to describe what happened. He said, what happened? It's, 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 it's poor, inter- poor interviewing technique, yeah. if I'm honest. Um, anyway, what's a race, Matt?
0: It was quite uncomfortable to watch at times today because of the suffering. That was going like some of the some of the the falls that were really painful. There was that like all borderline violent incident where the the um, mechanic ran out in front of uh, uh, Alberto Bettiola that could have ended a lot worse. People were slapping down. Fernando Gaviria was having a
1: torrid time, wasn't he? Yeah, just shaking his head and losing his rag. And I remember remember a couple of years ago when, of course, um, it was Jai Hindley fighting with his cape at the top of the climb and you look at that and it was, it was quite funny but today was a different different level there were riders clearly struggling just to, to keep warm um, and losing feeling in their fingers so that all the coordination was completely screwed up but it was grim um, highly attritional we lost two, another two riders today a few more COVID positives at the start too so a diminished field but a, a brutally hard day and it, it's and we talked about it at length just the effect that being cold can have on you, despite the, the the high quality clothing that they've gotten. And what happened to Davide Baist I mean, he just got dropped into the descent and was never never seen again. But, I think he sat up though, don't yeah. you? He must have done. But it, but it was, but but the Gaviria one was he at the time the, the picture of him at the side, and it would have been easy to laugh, wouldn't it, at it? But the picture of him at the side of the road. I think this was the second time he stopped with with Max Kiandry helping him, like reaching behind him and zipping up his top because he couldn't do it, didn't have the functionality in his hands left. A bit like a, a father or a mother would do to a child when when, when buttoning up at their cardigan at school. It was and this is a grown man and uh, it was desperate and like one rider who did function particularly well but didn't manage to to use his bit was Mark Cavendish for example on, on quite a difficult course. You no, know, that that could really well Yeah, it did really, really well but the riders just just couldn't function. Riders dropping off and it was it was that bad, we're at a point in the race where we couldn't actually determine whether riders were dropping back to get capes or dropping back because they were getting dropped. Or movie it was just it was just a mess, wasn't it? But it was awful. And you could get a sense it was just brutally hard out there. But the three that stayed out in front, the G and Magnus Court Nielsen, for me that they, they were they, they got out there, they they took a risk, but ultimately, to back to your point, five, ten minutes ago, they were just the best. They were hardy, uh, resilient, strong, and um, I don't think anybody behind really got it wrong. I just think they got it right. and But they they put in some stint, didn't they, today? Brutal.
0: We decided earlier, that um, I wouldn't name the brand or anything, but we were in actually quite a nice car. I've often said that I'm not Car fan, but I'm you know I'm reliant on this car to get me around, and this one is this one's doing the job. It's an estate a, a yeah, car. I it's, can't say the car name either, but it's
1: just like it's a car. It's yeah. a car.
0: Yeah. It's a car, but it's a brand new car, it's and it's nice doing a really nice. It's a modern, it's a nice, nice car. car. It's a nice car, but it's not overly f- flash or anything. It's just no. doing. So we decided the car that we're in is basically the Alice, Alessandra Demarki of the car world, or rather Alessandra Demarki is this
1: unnamed brand estate car of the bicycle world. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, I hope that makes sense to everyone. Yeah, it's just he is just. Well, he's more than reliable, we don't want to do him a disservice, but this, it feels like a super reliable car that could take you anywhere at a really good pace, and that's what he's done. He has been just so reliable. I mean, that sounds really kind of trite, but it, but it isn't. He's just, and the way that, in, early on, when he attacked, and we had, we thought it was going to be a good day for Sudo Quickstep of really, you know, Stepped up after losing Remco Evanyport. The Vivica was there. They just and couldn't. Antonio,
0: they just, they just, just, bang, bang, yeah. they just couldn't keep it true. And, and also Derek G, just, yeah. What a revelation he's been to yeah. himself, I would imagine, as well. He's just living the dream. What is, what is that second place? So I'm just going to be serious. Another what second place, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, well, he's, not, like, he's like, is he like fifth
1: in the Malia Ciclamino now, isn't he? Yeah, accidentally <laughs> he keeps nice. finishing second, and yeah. But that, uh, yeah, it was, um, no, all three of them fully deserved and. I tell you what it was one of the Kortek riders who hit the nail on the head today and talking about the brake that would ultimately go It'd be a break that would get caught yeah. or it'd be a break of strong riders that stayed clear Stonage, yeah it's, it's quite a simple um, kind of it was quite prescient really but uh, that 's what happened um, but it was in the end the, the longer we got into the stage and the, the, the fact that the time gap wasn 't coming down was um, there was a sense of inevitability for the first time that the brake would survive. But also the, the work rate of the riders behind. And I think, we're, again, I'm, I'm, we're doffing our cap to one rider in particular, Emmanuel ghebrez of Trek, who laid it down on the descent, took down Mads Pedersen as well. But the rest of Trek had a tough day. And uh, he was working tirelessly, but just couldn't do it. And then the, the, Mark Cavendish had a few riders from Astana, and notably um, Batistella. Batistella and, and Stella and Moscon as well, who put in big stints. But they just couldn't bring it back. They just didn't have the firepower. And were clearly just tired and cold from from what had happened before. So yeah, tough a tough, tough day.
0: It's really hard to watch. I was find it quite uncomfortable watching sprinters powerless to affect it any more than they do. I mean they can you know, it's they're they're very they become the road captains at that point. In other words, they determine the tactics quite often, don't they? Yeah. So right, go, you know, so that Cavendish was so he was clearly it was a sign that he was feeling good. Yes. Cavendish. That he committed pretty much his entire team that he had left with him to actually, you know. Astana, more than any other team, had numbers there trying to bring this break back. And and you could see Cavendish was so prominent, wasn't he? Riding sort of seventh, eighth wheel and sitting up and looking, trying to look. And, like, and then you could see his frustration grow and then that kind of like not, that shake of the head as he realised it wasn't going to happen for him because he really want, still hasn't actually had a clean sprint at this Giro yet, has he? He's either not been there or he's been wiped out by Albanese or he didn't quite, you know. So it's another opportunity tomorrow but it's um, his forms coming potentially i think he's i think he's clearly you know mentally in a great place because he had, had now last race kind of analysis thing here yeah. that because i think it's the first time i've seen a play like this and i was fascinated by it. you elucidated it and explained it really well when when you suddenly realized what they were at but i thought in victoria's played a really interesting move today um, that had a, had an effect on the race, a profound effect on the race, um, and that was on the descent, the big wet descent. Andrea Pasqualon, who is a fantastic descender, took uh, Jonathan Milan, and this is very significant, Damiano Caruso, plus Pavel Sivakov. Incidentally, you just marked the move with him. And they attacked on the descent and got from the back to the front, that's from the, the thing. back, They'd yeah. been off the back, they got to the front, and then they clipped off that group of four riders yeah. from the front. And the time gaps were quite confusing today. So at one point it looked like they were minutes ahead, which they weren't. But they were at one point 45, 50 seconds off the front. And that, in turn, forced, because of the presence of Caruso, forced Ineos Grenadiers to chase. Now the um, net effect of Ineos Grenadiers riding hard was that uh, Caden Groves and Michael Matthews fell victim to that pace and were eliminated from the bunch sprint that never happened, uh, which was obviously a play that benefited Jonathan Milan.
1: So tactically, I thought that was super smart. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a multifaceted move, wasn't it? And and it must admit, initially, we were. Tr- oh, just trying to get to the bottom of what the rationale was because it looked it looked a little bit reckless and unnecessary because Pascalon was pressing on the descent and urging Milan to follow and, and bearing in mind if you look at the stature of Milan compared to Pasqualon they're, they're very different riders and, and on a descent like that, um, as well as a skill set, physics will determine you're going to get better traction so that was quite interesting to watch. Caruso we know is a master descender anyway, Sivakov clearly too but that group went clear and I was we were asking the question, weren't we, what is this all about? Because Caruso ultimately is going to get caught. Um, why is Milan riding a little bit as well? They're never going to get across to the move out in front. But then, when they hit the bottom of the descent, there was another little sharp climb, which quite a few sprinters got, got detached on as well. It was just, and then, yeah. Firstly, we've got Milan stayed in the front, and he bought himself some extra sliding space, too. Yep. Is that forcing, because Caruso was there, as you said, forcing Ineos to Pick up the pace a bit and dislodge some. So he basically gave him, bought some sliding space for himself, ended up in the front group. So and smart. Uh, and got um, a few of the sprinters eliminated. It's
0: like recruiting
1: it, Ineos it great. Grenadiers. To get involved in the sprint, in in, in the way the, the sprint might shape up, But that's what they did. They utilised Ineos Grenadiers' power to get rid of Matthews and Groves. It was clever. You know when the, the the best chess masters, don't they, can think four, five, six moves ahead. It was that. That's exactly what they did. Uh, we, we, there's the cliche: cycle is a game of chess, after. But that was one of the best examples of very complex, highly intelligent tactics um, that I've seen for a long time. It's brilliant. That was really good.
0: Okay,
1: (laughs) sorry. It's quite quite, quite wavy. It's wavy.
0: It's wavy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there was a great word today. There was a great word in the roadbook today because we quite enjoy the, you know, really quite good translations. A beautifully produced roadbook, but the English isn't always spot on, is it? And they kind of like improvise vocabulary sometimes, which can be
1: quite amusing. And today was a good example. It was. It was. the long climb that ultimately ends up—I can't remember the name of the climb—the second category ascent, which was essentially 40 kilometres all told, got got steep at the top. But the description um, was that it—the uh, climb had a weak gradient, save for the last three k's. Weak, <laughs> it's, just weak. it's just funny, feeble but, gradient. Yeah, yeah. It, it made it made me smile. But yeah, it is. It, it's the Gary Board is brilliant, but as you say, uh, there's a just slightly in, a nuanced um, mistranslation every now and again, which essentially you understand, but makes us smile. Absolutely.
0: All right, well 45 minutes to go. We might make the yeah,
1: we're going to do alright. We're going to have dinner in I a hotel. We've um, we've we've done alright on this on this road mate. Yeah. yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah I'm looking What forward would to what to
0: what you tea. most like to eat tonight? Oh. What would you because we it's obviously we just get a set menu because it's kind of like prepaid for by, by the um but it's often very good. But what would you like what would you go oh
1: oh oh if they serve what it's not going to happen because it's never on the set menu. I'd fancy a pizza. I fancy a pizza. I know that's not going to happen. That's so I'm dreaming there. But I was texting Holly, my wife, earlier on and just asking what she had for tea, and she'd made herself a, a, a asparagus and salmon risotto. Oh, so a cracking risotto, oh. a, a risotto, a nice starter, antipasti, maybe a bit of ham, something like that, a bit of cheese. But then I'd be happy with just a lovely risotto. Yeah. Do you know I had a well, great you, dinner last night? Well, I I did a solo dinner,
0: which is like it's very you know we don't have much time just to ourselves, we're normally fast asleep and that's about the only time we have to ourselves but at the end of the rest day um, a bunch of people, you, got, you went off and did a bunch of things with some of, some of our colleagues and that sounded great what you did um, I thought I just want to I did a bit of podding with David and Pete and then I thought I just want to have a bit of a chill time so I uh, sat on my balcony for a long time actually and read, uh, read my book and then um, at 8 o'clock dinner was served and I was going to meet our colleague Andrea Basso, no relation, um, for dinner at eight, but, um, Andrea had a bunch of work, I subsequently found out, so he didn't actually go to dinner until nine, so I ended up eating, I was going to say on my own, but I was in this, I was in our RCS hotel, on my own at a table, with, with my book, enjoying his, his food, um, but the only other folk in there was a table of 14 carabinieri.
1: Okay. Um, but all the. They're all retired. They're all retired. They're, they're all retired. friendly, aren't they? friendly are not they We've are really not nice. got to know them, but they always raise a smile or wave a hand, or there's a salve or a, or, 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 you know, or a pot of giorno. It's, it's, yeah. They're a nice bunch, aren't they? And, the, and, and yesterday,
0: because it was the end of the rest day, they hadn't been on duty, so they were all in civilians. They were all in civilian clothing, because normally they're still, when they're eating dinner, they're still all copped up.
1: Aren't they normally? Copped um, up, I like the nice <laughs> word.
0: But they were just. Um, it was just old mates, and I. I Occasionally I looked up my book and I, I kind of wondered what they were talking about because probably all of them have got like you, longer than you though, decades of, you know, police experience behind them. They probably all knew each other from back in the day and all that. So it just would have been, if I'd spoke if I'd been able to understand Italian better, it would have been an amazing conversation to eavesdrop on actually. Um, but anyway, I quite liked... And please take this in the spirit from which it comes. I quite like just stepping. I quite enjoyed last night stepping out of the bubble, just briefly, and enjoying an antipasti of a kind of warm um, insalata frutti di mari, but it was gently heated through with this kind of vinaigrette on a bed of um, lettuce that was in, that was incredibly good. It was, there was a little bit of calamari and a little bit of polpo, and then the second course was um, effectively spaghetti alla vongole, but but it had uh, mussels in, so you would have flared up instantly yeah. just at the sight of them. Um, but the, the actual spaghetti had like chopped parsley and, and oil. It was quite, and it was, it was quite subtle tasting, actually, but absolutely delicious. And then the third dish was um, potatoes and spinach and um, a grilled side of sea bass.
1: The Giro Italia.